You're listening to Terrific Con presents the Power Cosmic Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to everything you love. That's comic books, TV, movies, collectibles, and more. Brought to you by Mitchell A.S. Halleck, the producer of Terrific Con, the world's greatest comic con every summer at the Mohegan Sun in Uncasville, Connecticut. Join Mitch and his special guest, Jerry Ordway, and his pals all across the comic fandom as they talk about the things you love. Now, sit back, get ready, and listen to today's episode of the Power Cosmic Podcast. All right, we're back. Today is April Fool's Day. So today's show is going to be a wacky show. Is it really? It's a really wacky show. Put your, put your bucket hat on. I know. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks a lot. So, all right. We'll start off. This will bounce out some of the sound. What is the uh, the uh, the weirdest commission you ever got asked to do? Was it um, a raunchy picture? Yeah. Like, really? You didn't do it? No, I didn't. You did? I did. No, I didn't. But. What? I think I may have told this one, but hey, since it's April Fool's. At Chicago Con. Yeah, no, that's yeah. good. After screaming at each in, other. Uh, in the 80s. Yeah. Chicago Con, Artist yeah. Alley. Uh, a guy who is well-known among Artist Alley, anybody who did Chicago in the 80s would know this guy. He was seemingly a nice guy, but he was very sweaty and very hesitant. And he always shifty? asked... Was he shifty? No, but he was sweaty and hesitant. He always asked for nude female characters. Oh, that's kind of creepy. So here's the funny thing. One year he asked me to draw Jade. Nude. Jade from Infinity Incorporated. Jade is green. Yes. Okay? And I said, it's a black and white sketch. Right. She's nude. Who's going to know? And he right. did this kind of I'll like creepy. Know. Yeah, he was like, uh, uh, I'll know. Oh, my God. And it was a little bit creepy. And I said, well, weird. I'd rather not do it. So anyways, yeah. the next year, yeah. probably the next year, he comes right. up to me and he asked me if I would draw Dolly Parton as a centaur. Basically, oh, the nude, horse body, nude the, top the with top, the horse, yeah. right? And I'm like, that's kind of weird. I don't think so. No. So here's the funny thing: who did draw it? Neil Adams, Jill Thompson. Oh, comes Jill. over yeah. to me at like on the Sunday, maybe a day later of the show, and she goes, she goes, uh, you th- could you help me a little bit? I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time getting the character, getting her butt Dolly Parton's look right or yeah. whatever the character. Yeah. And I looked at it and I just laughed because it was like, oh, that guy asked me <laughs> me to do that drawing. That is a weird thing. But hey, it's up to the artist if the artist is. No, I would have in high school guys that once they know you could draw, yeah. they go, Could you draw my girlfriend? Yeah. Naked? No. So they would bring a picture. She has to pose for yeah, me. No, they would have to draw no, they would bring like a, a headshot right. from a yearbook and right. then they, they you you draw this voluptuous looking woman and put the girl's head. I go, nah man, I cannot. Well in grade school, right? I was like, no, this I think, is high school. I'm telling you, sixth grade, yeah, there was a, a, a kid who transferred into our grade school who Basically, his name was Gary, yeah, and he was like the punk. Yeah, he was the trouble guy. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked like he shoot you for a cigarette or whatever. Probably would. The Jim Strang. I got type. in good with this guy because you drew pictures. You know, you know, and this will, this will be like a good comic tie-in. No, that's fine. Okay. At the time, if you there was a period of time like in the '60s where Archie Comics had a license. And you could get a trading card, and in the trading card pack came a, a transfer tattoo. Oh yeah, you know, like the there were like the decals yeah. that you'd use for models, basically. Same thing you soak oh, them you in water, water, soak them with water, you hold yeah, them on there, that. and then yeah, peel I remember them that. Yeah. So they, Archie did the Betty and Veronica bathing suits. Okay. So this guy Gary, he comes up to me, he goes, 
I hear you can draw. And yeah. I'm like, oh, yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, can you do me a Betty naked? Yeah. And I'm like, sure. Okay. <laughs> just don't beat me up. So yeah. I just drew over his tattoo. Yeah. With a marker, right? Oh, you already had it? He had the tattoo on, so I just covered over, just, over this yeah, thing, yeah, and I drew her naked, yeah. right? Never had a problem with this guy. He was my buddy from oh, the well, time Oh, wow, that's on. weird. It's just like being in prison when you're in grade oh, yeah, school yeah, in a yeah, bad yeah, neighborhood. Yeah, you're the guy that can get stuff right. out. It's like yeah. you're going to punch the toughest guy when you first... <laughs> that's, that is an odd thing. He but wanted bed. He wanted... Yeah. 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 Just saucy. I was more too. of a Veronica guy, but, you know, he liked Betty. No, I'm just wondering how the world's changed a bit. Because remember in the eighties and the nineties, they had like nude. I would I would do nude model when I went to uh, drawing in college. Yeah, we'd have life drawings. So right. We'd have nude models come right. in, and it was always that awkward thing. So there's a guy that or a woman show up. They drop their robe. Right. They stand in the middle of the room. Right. And you would just draw them. Usually, would do poses for like they, they would start do out poses. with five minute pose. Then they would do a one long. Yeah. Usually a seated yeah. pose. Yeah. Yeah. Seating, not seating. Seated. Seated, yes. Right, because yeah. it's hard to hold a pose exactly. for 20 minutes for people yeah. to draw from. So it was weird. I don't know who these people were. They used to get paid, like, decent money to stand there. Oh, they didn't get that much. Oh, but they yeah, got whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. We had, this one guy, we had one guy named Bob. Yes. And Bob would do it all the time. He would right. always take his clothes off. And he never charged. He never, no, he would show up. And people go, and wait, you know, would draw. No, he You would draw Bob. And, you know, it was a, it was a class of you know, co-eds, male and female. And he'd come walking around after you, you know, and he'd put his robe back on. Oh, oh okay. And he'd just come up behind you and he'd go, oh, so that's, what you, yeah, he goes, so that's what you think I look like? And it was always, like, weird because it's like, well, yes, Bob, I do think that's what your genitalia looks like. But there was Did this you have one to draw guy, a face and mustache on it? There was, a one, <laughs> there was one guy that showed up. He was like a football player on the college football team. And he was trying to pick up uh, the girl that was next to me, Kristen. Right. He was trying to hit on her. And he's there naked. And he, when he would do the pose, he just kept looking towards her. Like, no matter what he would do, it was always, like, face locked on, I eye contact. for Kristen. Yeah, yeah. And Kristen would be, like, awkward. She's, like, oh, trying yeah, to drop. And the guy's just like, hey, right. I'm naked. And it was just weird. So he came by, and I, I drew his genitalia really small. <laughs> and he was, and Kristen was dying because she was next to me. And the guy got so mad at me. He walked up. He's like, hey, Kristen, what do you want to do afterwards? You want to go out? And then he looked over at my drawing. He's like, what the hell, man? I go, what? Why are my legs so yeah. short? <laughs> he goes, you think that's what I look like? I go, well, yeah. And he goes, I don't look like that at all. And he was so embarrassed. Anybody listening, look yeah. at Mitch's drawings on uh, Instagram I, and I'll put Twitter. them on Deviant Art right now. Yeah. He draws like a Don Martin kind of I style. I do a Don yes. Martin, yes. yes. Well, that's the thing, too. I, do other artists get mad when you can draw like ape their style? Like, if I want to, I can say, well, today I'll draw like Don Martin. Tomorrow I'll draw like Sergio Argonis. I'm not saying I am them, well, but I could be, see their style. You so be, you try to practice. You, you can could, do it. Right. It's, it's a but tradition. But I do it all the time. But though. it's a tradition to swipe. Yes. When you're starting out. It's bad when you swipe after like five years. Oh, all right. No, no. And it's really bad if you exactly copy someone's style. Oh, no. So, I mean, so the Bill Sinkovich, Sinkovich was doing a Neil Adams type. Yeah, yeah. And then and he grew out. He grew, he grew out of that. He did his yeah, own yeah. thing. Yeah. But at first he was like... Neil and Rich Buckler did well, a get, lot of Jack Kirby yeah. style. And well, you, I mean, unfortunately, Buckler did some cold yeah, swiping. I know. I mean, he basically had people tracing 
Okay. I, I've heard, he had created okay, no, like no, a no, folder. No offense to Rich Buckle. I like Rich Buckle. No, it was a way he to was a great to guy. Do like three books or two no, books. No, but a I, month. I'm at. Is, what's the truth behind that? Because he's come to my. Sh- he came to my show. He passed away, and he was always good. But he got a reputation in the industry when I worked on for All bad Stars or worse. Quadrant. He was getting. Here's what I heard. He was he getting was, high school kids to draw, he, and he would come in and just draw the faces. Right now, here's the difference. Like, when is that true? Wally Wood did this for his assistants. But Wally compiled mostly his own drawings. Yeah. Like, clipped them out. And then he would, like, say, so panel swipe one. from himself. He would tell, here's these three figures of this background. Yeah. So the people could do, like, layouts for him that he would finish. But it was his own work. Buckler had, he actually had, like, clips of Neil Adams stuff. Yeah. And then people would be autographing them using a projector, basically. Yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. Project it onto. On the, yeah. And then he would do a final pass and maybe change costume details. Because they were doing, like, here's a Superman shot. It would be Superman if yeah. he didn't change the detail. <laughs> so I get these pages. Yeah. And that's why people who inked him were always finishers. Yeah. They had to pay extra to have you fix stuff. Oh. So I would get pages, and they would have, like, you could see that, oh, somebody erased it, Superman's cape to make it into Robot Man or something. Oh, no. It was that exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah. really? All right. and, and Dick Giordano inking him felt, like, natural because Dick had inked Dick, Neil, Neil Adams. And right. And the same right, kind right, of right. But yeah, that was he had like folders, and um, when I first it, yeah, when I first visited DC, yeah, like maybe seventy seven something like yeah, that. Yeah, I remember hearing from different people that Rich had like no- notebooks of clip stuff that people yeah. were just he would he would specify take this figure, take that background, yeah, and they would light box it down, and yeah. he would you know. So I mean, it's it's questionable. It's, it's not. It's not good. If you're Neil Adams, I can't imagine you wouldn't be annoyed by that. No. It's one thing to be flattered by someone saying, "Oh, this inspired me." It's another thing to say, "Yeah, I just no, ripped but, off your uh, okay. drawing." Okay. Here's for here's it. Neil. I'll talk about him. He has continuity continuity studios. Right. He had Carl Potts. He had. I'm trying to think. Ralph Reese. A lot of the guys were for. That would be that Neil Adams look on yeah. a lot of licensed stuff because he was doing toys right. and records. Right. he was and getting paid He was for, getting paid like an ad right. agency. Right. So you would have that look and feel of a Neil Adams yeah. but these other guys were doing it and then I heard Neil would come in and just like do the faces and well, he would, touch yeah, yeah. it up a little Mike bit. Mike Nasser inked a lot of yeah. stuff very much like Neil. Yeah. Terry but so Austin was there. It's That's a factory different. though. Why is different? that different? It's different because you're swiping yourself. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, if I wanted to have so somebody... So these guys are tracing over Neil's work it's, to, Neil for is the, guy the $6 that million dollar man comic right, book. Right, It looks like Neil Adams' stuff. Neil's the guy who's being hired. All right. Neil is subcontracting to get that work done. He's still doing work on but it. But he's a swipe himself. And it was Krusty Bunkers was yeah, the name Krusty of their, Bunkers, they correct. comic stuff. But, yeah. No, it's different when... If, if, if you do your... Like, for example, I've worked in comics since yeah. 1980. Have you seen if people wanted, swipe Jerry Ordway stuff? I've seen it occasionally. And you go, hey, that's mine. There's no Jerry Ordway swipe guy yeah. that I know of, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I don't. it doesn't bother me. John Byrne. But I've seen people <laughs> swipe stuff. Like, for my yeah. my art, the one most blatant one was someone swiped the Earth Stealers painted cover. Yeah. And they used it on the on a... Uh, VHS Superman cartoon tape. Oh, really? And I was like, ah, oh, that's bad. That's <laughs> you know, I mean, because basically yeah. you assume somebody got paid for stealing your artwork. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now on Twitter, I've been seeing this. Apparently, there's people on Twitter who are doing these 
Bitcoin related NF. They're like NFT or something. I don't know what they're that like is. they're I'm too old, Jerry. I don't you know would do a drawing, about. yeah, and that drawing would be encrypted in essentially a Bitcoin. Okay. Okay, and then it gets auctioned off, and these things are crazy. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's so get this, this straight. So what? This is imaginary money with an image on it. Yeah. That's getting like auctioned limited edition. As art. Yeah, yeah. It's auctioned. But as it's a all digital. It's not real. Exactly. It's all bullshit. Okay, but okay. I'm saying this is like a big thing. Holy crap! That, that is, is so stupid. weird. How much weed do you need to smoke to have this make sense? Well, it, it appeals to people who have too much money, obviously. And, on Twitter and or wherever, they they're swiping other people's artwork. They'll take like, they'll just do but the it's search. it's not real, though. And they'll grab your image yeah. and they'll encrypt it in this thing and then they'll auction it. But it could be whatever you want. It. It's you not very filling. No, you do realize this is all crazy. <laughs> it is yes, crazy. Absolutely. It's totally crazy. It is it's, giving people a platform, though. So DC Comics sent us all emails. Anybody about, who was on DC's thing about yeah. not doing NFTs with DC characters because DC is planning Trademark. something. Yeah. Wait, really? Everybody's getting into it. It's weird. Yeah, but everyone's trying to get their own little niche, like niche in it, so yeah. that they can. All right. So they have a niche thing that. So are DC want Comics more. releases a Superman drawing by Jerry Ordway. On an NFT, yep. I want to buy it. I use my Bitcoin. Or you can use regular money. You can just put your house up. Regular money? Sure, put your house up. First. No, I'm just saying. So you can transfer your money into Bitcoin. Yeah. Like, yes, like, yeah, uh, like exchange. Exchange it. And then and I get these coins. Auction. Yeah. So. And then I auction. So I own the, the. I get the one of one. That's it. Yep. It's coded, so I know that I'm the only one that owns it. Sure. And what do I do with it? Show it Same where. Put it on my iPhone. To show, you I don't save, buy baseball cards. You so. save your password because if you lose your password, it, yeah. you can't recover it. Recover really? Bitcoin is the whole thing about Bitcoin. Is wasn't there some guy who had like mislaid passwords that his Bitcoin was worth maybe? Oh my a god! Couple million. Right, yeah. but now it's like a couple million. When he bought it, it would have been like maybe whatever, hundred thousand. Yeah. So he doesn't know where the passwords are. Therefore, it doesn't exist, and he can't access it. And he's tried. He has like four tries. Is he serious? He has one try left. It's and hilarious. He, and if he does, if he gets it wrong one more time, completely wiped. Swipe. Money gone. People have too much time on their hands. Yeah. Too much money. This sounds like some kind of crazy monopoly thing. It is. Yeah. It is. And I foresee this going super south because there's so many people. Because it's not real. Like how. I can't pay my mortgage in Bitcoin. <laughs> or can I? Well, you probably could because banks are starting to... No, they're not. Yes, they are. No, they're not. It's sad, but they are. They're starting to... It's not real. Well, here's the thing. The value of money and the way they play off it is the value of money is basically... It's okay. all based on trust. Look, I invented... The dollar no, is no, 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 no. But the dollar is no, no longer no, backed no, by gold. No. Correct? No. No, listen so to me. the value I of a dollar is I, what you say the value of I dollar. invented Bitcoin in the 80s. I invented Bitcoin because when I first got a job, I remember getting my paycheck, and I looked down at it and I said, "If I what don't, are Mitch dollars?" No, I said, "If I don't cash this, Mitch money," because I had direct deposit, <laughs> and they said, "Oh, well, we're just depositing that money into your account." And I go, "Well, how do I know you did that?" They go, "Well, it's right down that piece of paper." I go, "All that is is a bunch of ink with numbers on it saying that this much money is in uh, yeah. an account." Where is it? They go, well, it's Your money account. is just a it's bunch your, of ink on well, a piece of paper. Well, that's all it is. Yeah. And I said, well, what if they go, well, you have to go to the bank and cash a check to physically get that money. But in the meantime, mortgages, car payments, everything you get, your paycheck, all the stuff, you pay bills electronically, 
none of it's real. It's all a bunch of numbers exchanging back and forth. Go back and to I the said, Matrix. No, but I said man. this back in the 80s, and I said, how do you know it's real? Somebody goes, well, you have to have trust right. and faith that whatever they're telling you is legit. I said, oh, my God, this is like the greatest story ever told because it's all fake. It literally is like you have to have faith that their colony's paying you money this week. We have faith. And you're going to transfer to pay your cable bill that's and your That's what mortgage. the whole system is based it's on. It's all crazy. But then that's what religion is based on. It's based well, on everything. faith. Well, I dig a rock out there of the ground. There was a guy who was a gold, son of God. And I tell you, this shiny rock is more important than that shiny because rock. Because it's hard to get. A diamond is hard to get. Gold is hard to get. That's what makes the value. Bitcoin is, is, hard, is hard to, to get. mint. That's yeah. why the value of Bitcoin Bitcoin exists. Because it's very it's very labor intensive to mint because it uses tons of server space or whatever. Yes, it's crazy. It's not crazier Here's than other song. things. An EMP comes tomorrow. Beep. Electric pulse wipes out everything. Well, there goes all your computers. Potentially could wipe out your bank account. That's what I'm saying. But you have a paper statement. That's why comic books are the best investment because they're paper, they're yeah. tangible. I can see them, I can touch them, I can feel them, I can eat them if I'm some sick bastard. <laughs> I know a guy who ate a Hulk comic book, and you know him too. He ate a piece of a Hulk number one because he wants to imbue himself with the powers of Jack Kirby. And that man now represents a, a writer that what, you work for. But what about work the... Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he, like, what did the value of the Hulk comic... When he shat it out? No, what happened to the Hulk comic itself? Did it lose a little I value? don't know. He's an idiot, so what do I care? But anyway. No, so it's crazy, but it's a big thing. But what, like a couple of weeks ago... Watch this be our best podcast ever. Mitch and Jerry explain Bitcoin. Well, a couple of weeks ago, when the NFT stuff first started getting noticed, it became... Uh, a lot of artists in my circle on yeah. Twitter were like, hey, I, if I were you... You guys should like be careful about posting your black and white images because someone is taking them oh, and turning on. them into without your knowledge. I mean, it's not like you're even in the loop. Yeah, you don't so even know. The idea of DC doing it, they're trying to head off anybody doing it individually wow. by doing it. But how do I mean, if they mint some NFT with a Superman image I did, what do I get out of it? You don't own Superman. And I don't own it. So would I get like... Five dollars if something in, in sold four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Would I get like five bucks in Bitcoin? Would I get a hundred bucks? No, but I'm saying, would you get paid in Bitcoin? I don't. I don't. What the hell? You I don't accept that? Bitcoin. It sounds like something Mario would use. What's Mario use? Donkey Kong money. I got it's, Donkey Kong money. It's like every boom and bust yeah. thing, right? Hey man. I mean, in the Dutch with their the with tulips. their tulip bulbs. Remember, I was going to say that. One. And, you yeah. know, 1990s comic, uh, yeah. you know, values yeah. which were promoted by the sports Look, card guys yeah. who had torched the sports card industry and then moved to comics. Look at comics It now. never ends well. Look at the speculators now. I will walk into a store. I will see guys hunt through the dollar bins because they just found out that the Blue Marvel... This is legit. It's now suddenly an important comic. Where, where did it? It was a miniseries by Marvel, and it was about this picture. It was called the Blue Marvel. It was like a forty huh. something. That book is like a thousand dollars right now. It was when a did short, that come out? About five years. It was a oh, short yeah. run. Marvel uh, Amazing Fantasies number ten. They redid it, not the original Amazing Fantasies, a couple years ago. Okay. That book sells for like forty or fifty dollars now because there's two characters in there. That might be a movie. It's all uh, speculating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All that stuff's crazy. All the back issues. With you know all those strange tales you have? You used to collect strange tales? Those are going up Why? because of the first appearance of Pace Pop Pete. First appearance of the Wizard. Really? First appearance of the Santa. Set, because they might be movie properties. Uh-oh. Because Marvel's got the Fantastic Four now, oh, so they're uh, going to go back and mine the old. Right, right, right. So suddenly, a book that was selling for thirty dollars yeah, yeah. is now three hundred dollars because somebody says it is. Anything I drew? Uh, yeah, all I, the Jerry Ordway stuff is because I still have comps of a lot. Of I know, stuff. I know. I was thinking about that with uh, when I saw the U.S. Agent. Well, oh, I saw the U.S. US Agent. Oh, I dumped the, uh, that now, folks. What's that? Because that's hot right now. Is it? Yeah, because he's on TV. Because the U.S. agent, they even mentioned the power broker. I you, said that was said, the character. You you go, that, that was the was bad guy story. in my miniseries. I didn't create him. I don't remember who did, but I remember using... I think it was Grunewald. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I just remember Martin. using, like, uh, you know, when you when you when when I got to do that thing, oh. it was a spinoff out of Maximum Security, which right. Kurt, Kurt Busiek had written. Right. And I drew. And the idea was... Oh, you can do a miniseries, oh, but you have to the choose. Bitcoin Baroness herself. Mitch Halleck, hard-boiled comic-con yeah, promoter. Uh, Howard Chaykin design. <laughs> Listen here, toots. I want a face hugger in 20 minutes. <laughs> Anything you say, buddy. You're so big and strong. There's no one around. You're just talking to yourself. Just, yeah, thank you, sir. It is like a virtual podcast. It is. It's just me. His I don't need, I don't even need you. I don't not need you. On. I had somebody come up to me the other day at the comic shop and said, I, uh, I love the podcast you did. I go, which one? I'm on four. A week. Not to make myself relevant, oh. but it's actually kind of weird now that I'm thinking of it that what I worked on U.S. Agents on TV. I worked on a check. No, I'm saying it's weird. It's like I'm like the zealot. Tell me, Jerry. A plug. Tell me. Ahoy Comics is doing a Penultiman trade paperback. I just wrote the introduction for oh, it. Oh, that's nice. Yes, and I'd used all of my literary wiles. In the introduction, you got a, di- a dictionary out? No, um, you've heard of the uh, nature versus nurture. I've heard that. Yeah. Okay, so nature versus nurture was actually a real thing, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, kind of like explains why people are different if yeah. they're raised in. If a you're stupid, watch the movie Trading Places. It's the same story. Well, I always think of Clark Kent. Oh, okay. Raised in. Metropo- I think of Mortimer. I mean, raised and, uh, in Smallville with good right. values. He yeah. came out different than if he would be raised in yeah. some other place. Right. He was ra- but I was Brooklyn. able to bring my introduction around to the Three Stooges and pie fights. So, you know. You equated nature versus nurture with the Three Stooges? There was episode. Remember the episode where the, the gentlemen grab the Stooges yeah. and they, they have a bet. They make a wager that they yeah. can turn them into gentlemen. Yeah. And they wind yeah, up with a like pie fight. my fair lady. Yes. Yeah. That's nature versus nurture. They got to the boys too late, but you know. Well, I that's got, how I was. I got, ex- I got nothing. So that was how I was that? exposed to the concept as a child. Really? Sure. Oh. Okay. That's what writers do. What watch writerly things? <laughs> watch three students. Justify Mark, three students. Little known fact: Mark Twain thought of Huckleberry Finn. <laughs> now I'm sounding like the Pepper Farms guy. <laughs> Well, put your hat on. Remember Pepper's New England members? Yeah. yeah. Put your New England bucket hat on. What's the difference oh, between jam and jelly? Well, it's the way you say it, right? No. Jam has preserves. Jam has pieces of the fruit in it. Okay. Jelly yeah. is jelly just, just uh, like pig marrow. <laughs> yes, comic fans, if you've tuned in to the uh, 
This is a Power Cosmic to hear about comic books. Now you're going to hear Jerry Ordway, Jerry Ordway's Recipe Hour. This is how you make jello and preserves. Get your mason jars and uh, throw a, throw a horse or a cow in there your, your and boil ball, them down. What do you call the ball jars or something <laughs> like that? No, Jerry. This is why I get... See, you don't see the, the email. I get to read the hate mail. Why don't you and Ordway talk about comic books? For Christ's sakes, it's like listening to Click and Clack, the Tappet Brothers, talking about nature. I love that show. No, they're dead now. I know. One of, well, them one died. of them. I know. I yeah. always miss that. That was a great Saturday morning stay. Yeah, it was. It was. I listened to the car ride on the way to the boys' uh, soccer or swimming. I'd always listen to Click and Clack. Again, either here or there. Survival All right, training. This, this was our uh, April Fool show. Which character, really popular, you never understood why? It just seems stupid. I'll tell you one right now. Venom. Venom seems like a stupid character. I never understood the popularity. It seems like a one-shot villain. Don't know why they made him like a anti-hero. It's just, it's just a dumb character. Up there with Lobo, who's another one I've always thought is a one-shot wonder. Like, really? Yeah. Should never had his own Sarah. Sorry. You think they're stupid? Stupid. Like, there's nowhere to go. It's like, here's a story arc. Well, here they are. They're done. It's right. not like I want to read. But isn't that the case of Punisher as well? Punisher, I never I believed, mean, should have been an ongoing series. And I'm not... Miniseries, fine. I'm not dissing them because I think the basic Steve concept Grant. of any of these characters are single use. Really? Like, Punisher is just a vengeance machine. Yeah. Right? So you just put him in different vengeance situations. So why was it so popular as an ongoing? I think... Death Wish? Well, no. You know what I think, unfortunately or fortunately? What? That Mike Barron run that Bill Reinhold had had drawn back in the 80s gave him a supporting cast. It did. And took it away from just being about him taking out mobsters or whatever. But that's the case with most comic, any comic concept that's really simple. It's a supporting cast? You put like you put Lobo into a storyline. Lobo by himself goes in, kills people. It's yes. It's How do you tough. make it interesting? You throw in even if it's only a temporary cast, yeah. you throw in other characters that can help you contrast why he's so different. Like when weird. they did that Wolverine spin-off, yeah. where he was in Mat Matapur or whatever oh, right. it was. Madripoor. Madripoor. Right, Madripoor. He was like a pirate, like a you know, right. a mercenary guy for gun for hire. It was okay, but I can understand why it went for like 80 issues. Well, you know the original, and this is your comic book history, if you remember reading X-Men like I do, yes. from the point of the 70s on. The Len Wein? When they Claremont, created okay. No, Claremont. I think Claremont had this thing where he felt, rightly so, Wolverine was an interesting character because of what he held back. Right. So he would not... He, he was really hesitant to have him become the Berserker character. Yeah. Because once you're the Berserker character... That's it. It's like you then have to put that all back into a package. And yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a guy who, yeah. an alcoholic, right. spends 10 years not drinking. It's, yeah. a, the, it's really the Clint Eastwood movie, Unforgiven. You yeah. got the guy who's suddenly the like, pastor, oh look, it's a preacher. Yeah. it's a family man. He's yeah. got a farm, and, and then you find yeah. out that this guy's had this drinking thing. Yeah. And the minute he starts drinking again, it let loose this yeah. like really horrible yeah, yeah, yeah. version. But then you can't go back. You, in a movie, obviously doesn't. It, you have to. It's you're not over. with the character. Yeah, right? two you're hours. Right? Yeah. In a comic book, Wolf, uh, with Wolverine, Claremont's point was once you let that out. You can't. It takes you a long time to put it back together. 
And it is more interesting. It's more interesting in a way with somebody who's fighting an addiction yeah. to fight it rather than to give into it. Yeah. That's why when they honestly go to Wolverine, for example, they did that origin story with Casada. Yeah. They said, oh, his really name is James Howlett, yeah. and he lived back in the 1880s, yeah. and he was a weakling guy, and you know, the whole right. father was sleeping around with the woman of the house. And right. I didn't really want to know all that. It really you know why they it. did it. No, I don't. They did it before the movie people could do it. Are you serious? It's like it's like creating She-Hulk or Spider-Woman. Uh, yeah, they You're do doing it to keep somebody else from doing it. That's why they made the origin story of Wolverine? I was sure. I couldn't tell you what their thought process like, was, but it was like Wolverine had already been in the X-Men yeah, movies. Yeah. They wanted to say, okay... We don't want the movie people to dictate what his origin is going to be, so we're going to do it. Oh, because then they made him like, oh, he was in World War II. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, oh, wait, he lives for a hundred-something years. Yeah. He was in World War One, And then it's sort of getting out of control. I was like, what are you doing here? I feel like, again, I could be totally it wrong. Ru- honestly, I think it ruined the character. I feel like all the mystery's gone. Burn, one of the things that Byrne and Claremont may have argued over was that having him cut loose and be the berserker. Yeah. And I understand, like, Claremont's point is that the character's more interested, interesting, bottled up. Yeah. And maybe he lets it out a little at a time, but right. he doesn't go full on. You know, they, there was a period of time in the 90s. Because they're they, monthly comics. No, they had to explain everything. Like, right. Peter David had to explain the, the Bruce Banner. Oh, his, he had an abusive father, and that's why he had this repressed rage. Yeah. And that's why he was really the Hulk. It's almost like, do you really need to bring so much real life psychology into layers, comic book characters. That's something I was going to mention. Actually, I was thinking about concept for the podcast. One yeah. of the things I was thinking about is how when you're building a comic book yeah. or you're doing a comic book, you're basically taking up, unless you create it yourself, yeah. but in most cases, like if you spent your childhood wanting to write Spider-Man or draw Spider-Man yeah, you gotta pick up or Superman, they, yeah. you know you're building on something else. So basically, those characters all exist Imagine layers of cardboard. Right. Right? Right. Each creator makes some kind of thing. Those layers of cardboard yeah, 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 build yeah, yeah. up. Yeah. Not every layer is great. No. Not every twist and turn is going to be long term. But that's part of making the character, keeping the character kind of yeah. vital for the current audience. Right. So it's valid. You well, know. And if you like, think about Peter David with him when he was doing that. I remember thinking the same thing. It's like, oh wow, yeah, this is very. Do I really need to see? It's all like psychoanalysis or whatever. Yeah. But that led you to a character that Ewing is doing great. That's true. And and all those bits, it's like Ewing pulled every thread. He's, he's building on that. But he pulled yeah, every thread yeah. that existed for forty years right. into that mythos and is, you know, doing stories. No, there was an interesting it. article the other day. It said ten things that John Byrne did to Superman that were controversial when yeah. he relaunched it. Yeah. And people are like, oh, I can't believe he brought back Mom Pa Kent. Now Mom Kent's like, everyone was like, oh, she died? When I was a kid, they were dead. There yeah. was no Mom no, Pa they, Kent. They, right, they, really, they, were, they passed away when Superboy but went the to origin the is, I mean, that part of the origin, it changed over the years, too. Yeah. Yeah. In the early, in the 40s, he was at this he was found this, by yeah, these yeah. people, but yeah. then he gave, they, they took him to an orphanage. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, I, think I remember the, there was one weird panel as a kid. It bothered me. It was in that hardcover, uh, was an action comics reprint or whatever, where he's standing above their grave, and he's like, "I'm going to go off to the big city now." And they're both dead, and their right. names weren't Jonathan and Martha. It was like Ebenezer and 
Something with an E. Right. It was e- yeah. It was yeah. Dead. They were both dead. Yeah. Mom, the, the people that found him right. died, and he left Smallville to go. I don't even think they called it Smallville. He left to go on. The very first stories right. of Superman moving to but the think big about, city. Think about the world that existed in 1940. Yeah, it was all grapes of wrath stuff. That's what I'm always well, thinking. Yeah. But, I mean, if you look back on stuff, everybody, especially post-World War II, yeah. all these horrible things were repressed. Right. That led you to the 50s, which was everything being repressed. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and then in the 60s, it blew 60s up. 60s and 70s, suddenly it's a big thing to right. know what your parents did and to understand your parents. Yeah. It's like an important generational thing for Superman to have those stories. And, of course, they led to Smallville, right? Yeah. Yeah. First yeah. thing they, they led to was Smallville. Yeah. All that, you know, baking in Ma and Pa Kent being alive. Yeah. Uh, for me, when I was working on the book, it was great. And I loved working on the contrast because yeah. it felt like he Smallville was more of his fortress of solitude than Antarctica or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's where he went to be himself. Right. That's where he went where people understood him. Right, 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 um, right, right. And one again, whenever there's a big change, like with Byrne keeping the, the parents alive, I distinctly remember having a conversation with Mark Evanier at one of the San Diego cons. And Mark, at the time, and it, it was like everybody was cynical about Byrne. Yeah. But one of the things that Mark had said was, this is like their way of having, or, you know, whatever, Byrne's way of having Pa Kent and Ma Kent alive so they can kill him in a comic. Yeah. And have some kind of dramatic thing. And I remember thinking, wow, that's so cynical. I understood it, and it didn't happen. Yeah. Maybe that was the plan. Who knows? But when I took over... Yeah. I always felt like I was... Those were the aspects that were more important to me. So I, that was stuff that I enjoyed writing and drawing. No, but it was a storytelling technique that they were going to use to pay yeah. off. Like yeah. The only reason why he brought them in was to kill them. That was the that was cynical the, the thinking. plan. Yeah. yeah. Well, there wasn't even a plan that I heard of, but it was the cynical thinking because people were always suspicious of John. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, there's... All right, go back to the... Uh, I, I said what was the weirdest thing somebody had to draw. What was the... I don't know if you... I don't want to say it worst. What was the, the of all your books you've ever worked on? What was the one you look back now and go, if I could cross that off my resume, I would put that off. None of them. None of them. None really? Of them. You sure? Yeah. Not to be too Pollyanna about. No, this? because I always took stuff like even it, the human bomb. Yeah, the, no, it was good the, for the, the story. Would have been fine. I'm just saying the characters is like. The human bomb. It was like, yeah, yeah. Really? That's well, when he I, blows up. When That's they what he told does? when when the Dio told me, yeah. we want you to do the human bomb. You were I'm like, like, what? Okay, the, clearly by anybody's measure, the human bomb is not even a B list character. He's like not a C list. He's like a D list character. Right? Yeah. So I knew it wouldn't be successful, unfortunately. But I still thought it was a f- interesting take Story. on the character. Yeah. The the thing is, like. In, in the old days with comics, like someone would offer you something and you didn't necessarily take it. Yeah. I, I got offered Avengers back yeah. in the 80s. I didn't want to leave DC. You know, Byrne asked me to do, when he was doing West Coast Avengers, yeah. he said, hey, come and do the regular Avengers book yeah. that's opened up. Yeah. You know, you we like can work Avengers, together on it. Which is weird. I don't know why you didn't take the chance. Well, you're a fan of that book. Yeah, yeah. But it was like, you know, he, he just was like, you know, do that. And I didn't really feel it. Yeah. So, Everything I've done, yeah. I generally f- felt like I made the best of it, even if, 
I had less choices in the later years. Like right, Human right, right, Bomb right. was assigned to me. Lobo, I did Lobo. Yeah. That was assigned to me when it was going to be a movie. Yeah. Guy Ritchie was going to yeah, do a movie, yeah, and it's yeah, like, oh, we want that. you to do yeah. Lobo. I didn't really think this is what I'm suited for, right. but I put my all into it, and I think they're decent. You know, so I don't. I mean, I, it would be like if you did porn. You know, as an actor, and you I have might to look have done back that on my it. resume. Thanks, Jerry, for bringing that up. <laughs> I mean, but but again, is it something that you would be embarrassed by, or is it something that would be no like, one starts off? No one expects me to be planning to do porn. But I'm saying, there's nothing yeah. shameful necessarily. Well, it depends on the movie, Jerry. Well, I'm just saying. I'm saying like a job is kind of a job. A job is a job is a job. And yeah. and if you have no choices, no, I'll tell you what. You do the I job remember, to make a living. I remember uh, going for a job interview. Do you remember? Uh, I think it's Lily and Vernon. Yeah. They were like, in the, do you remember the parade? The parade Sunday supplement. When you used to get the right, Sunday newspaper. Lily and Vernon was a was a women's yeah, clothing you, you, thing. Yeah, you right? would get the parade set or the magazine on Sundays, and right. it was like this little. Color glossy yeah, yeah. newspaper that have an article about a movie actor right. and some helpful hints, and there was always these ads in the back right. that were Lily and Vernon, like you know the all-purpose footwear or twenty-four right, right, right. hour bra. Right. I don't know. So I went down. They were in Stanford, Connecticut. Yeah. And I went for the interview when I got out of college, and I had my portfolio, which was full of superheroes and movies yeah, yeah. and all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy looked right at me. He goes, "Don't take this job." I go, "Why?" <laughs> He goes, you'll be bored to tears within <laughs> minutes once you started working here. He goes, I'm not saying you can't do the work, you're qualified, mm-hmm. but you don't want to be making support uh, stocking ads and, and this and that. I'm like, what are you talking about, buddy? How do you know I'm not meant for this? I, I Your female torsos are no, too long for their legs. And, and Andy Warhol <laughs> started off doing like women's shoes ads. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? They all started doing yeah. stupid stuff. Like you did coloring books. It's not like yeah. I want to be the best coloring book artist ever. Like, right. No, it's just a, a oh, stepping were fun stone. For the time because I was doing yeah. regular ads. Yeah. I was doing like Evan Rude motor drawings and and Schlitz beer bottles. And Tony, you know Tony, my friend yes. Tony. He'll tell you they would call him up and scream at him because they would give me ads for. Here's the U.S. Robotics modem, right. and it's the blazing fast. Right. So I made it look like Back to the Future. So the right. modem would be right, burning right. on the street with the tire tracks. And right, right. You can't go fifty-five point point right, five. Right, you know, right. yeah. So they call them up. They go, "Could you go tell Spielberg to just to put the goddamn product <laughs> in the ad with the specs and we the were price?" To make it fun. It's, oh, every yeah. ad I had one, but my, and he used to sit me down. He goes, "Put that in your portfolio." To show ad agencies, but for the catalog that we have to get out every month, right. do what they want, which was a boring, just a picture, yeah, yeah. A photo and copy. And right. it, was, it was dull. And maybe the cover would be the grabber because they maybe came the, in the cover. Band. Oh yeah, I would do all this wacky stuff, and he would just sit me down and he goes, "Look, I understand you like superheroes, right. but you can't make the memory card." What's, with a sh- and then eventually what's the lesson? I left. Yeah. What's the lesson in that? The lesson is do what they get paid for. When you're starting out, you have to do what they tell you. You do what you're directed because that's the guy paying you or the person paying yeah, your salary. Yeah. Uh, jobs aren't necessarily fun starting out. No, they're not. And and you know the lesson is that if you have crappy jobs, that's your in, your impetus yeah. to try yeah. to find a job that's fun that you, you or that you it. feel right. like you fit into. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Nobody hits it on the first try anyway. Either you know what I no. mean. I worked in commercial art. I worked as a typographer first, setting yeah. headline type and whatever. Spec type. Oh. Um, we had Headliner was the, the name brand. It was a trademark. And we would set it 
with uh, big cameras and you know like projectors and film. Yeah. It was film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that from out of high school. I did yeah. one ha- like one semester of college. Yeah. And then got a job because I had to get a job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my mom's tavern was gone. Whatever. I had to help pay the way. Uh-huh. So I worked there from '76, beginning of '76 through '77, early '77. Yeah. And then got into a commercial arts studio and worked there from 77 to 81. Well, how do you think I felt where 1984, I'm graduating high school, my mom called Mike Zek up because he, right. he would go to the store, the comic shop, and I wanted to go to art school. My dad wanted me to go to regular college. He wanted you to go to and butcher I, school. No, he wanted me to go learn a trade. Right. So uh, I wanted to be a comic book artist. So Mike calls me up and talks to me for two hours. Okay. I always remember that. He's like, hey, Mitch, it's Mike Zek. I go, no way. He's like, yeah, your mom told me to call you. And I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah, what's going on? And I said, well, I want to do this. And that's when graphic novels just started yeah. and they were getting royalties. And yeah. I was like, how do you get paid? Because yeah, I had right. all these questions on how to get paid. And Mike talked me through the whole thing. And then I went down there and Secret Wars was coming out. And he, he and John Beatty were there. Yeah. And I got to find this poster. I can't find it anymore. They took the poster and they put, good luck at Pier Art College, your friend Mike right. Zach and right. John Beatty. And it's always weird when I see them now because I'm like, I remember when I was right. 18 and you told me to go to art school. So I don't. I, I went to art school for about two weeks. Okay. Hated it. Yeah. Frank McLaughlin was my art teacher. Oh, that's funny. And he took me aside and I said, I want to draw comic books. But they had me do an oil painting class, right. and you had to do all this other basic. It's classes. all understandable. And I said to him, "I don't want to." They do were trying to give the, you a wide breadth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I remember walking across the street. I was in Hamden, Connecticut. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom was at the movie theater at the thing. And I said to him, "I said to Frank, I said I can't do this." He's like, "What?" I go, "I can't. I don't want to oil paint. I don't want to do this shit. Right. I just want to draw comic books." But my dad wants me to use, well, then, you know what? Do what your dad says. And, go, and I go over to Southern, and I take art classes. And this is 84, 85. Who's in the class? Well, there's Ron Garney. Oh, okay. Now, Garney's graduating. I'm a freshman. Yeah, yeah. And Ron's drawing superhero stuff. And I remember seeing it going, hey, you're really cool. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, man, I'm going to be a comic book guy. What do you do now? I'm bartending now. Right. So we all have these other jobs. And I just remember, like, if I had... I went to go to the Kubert Art School, and I yeah. sent away to Dover, Mass- Dover New right, Jersey. Right, right. And I got the. I sent it to my dad. He's like, "I'm not paying for this." I'm like, yeah. "But it's Joe Kubert, Dad." They weren't accredited. They weren't as accredited a college. college. No, so they wouldn't gone to college. Uh, right. Yeah, my dad's like, "You're not going there. It's just a fly-by-night school. It's not real. Right. So you can't do any of this stuff." And I remember just like, "Oh, I'll show you guys one day. I'll get a job, and I'll have the real art thing." But Zach comes walking in in 1989. No, 1980. 8889. I'm at Charette. I'm in college and I'm going to take graphic design, but I'm yeah, also yeah. learning advertising and marketing. And Zek comes to the counter with his portfolio of Punisher artwork. Right, for, that was for, to for, make for copies a French. Or, it was a French portfolio. I was making stats or I made the stats yeah, yeah. for him. So he, he brought it in and I'm standing there going, Hey, Mike. He's like, do I? I go, it's me, Mitch. He goes, yeah. I go, remember you told me good luck at art school? And here I am now making yeah. black and white stats of your work. I'm at the top of the world, yeah, I'm man. I'm top of the world, man. <laughs> so he, I go, what is this? I open it up. He goes, oh, we're doing a portfolio for some company out yeah. in Paris. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I got to get these. And I had the original art. Yeah. So I had to put them on the camera and I yeah, shot yeah. them all. And I remember he came to pick them up and he was happy with it. But I was like, 
goes, how'd everything work out? I go, I'm working here now, buddy. And I was working in a, a, a Reaper graphics department, yeah, yeah. you know, and I was like, I don't know what happened. And it's just like, life just screwed up. And then what happened is I, I quit that job and became yeah. an assistant art director. Yeah. And that guy got fired. Then I became yeah. the art director and yada, 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 yada. But there's the but lesson you never for know, kids. You never know. The lesson is that your first job is not your last job. No, it's not. No. Your first job is to kind of give you a sense of what, how horrible it is and what you want not to do. Yeah. Um, but you have to make moves. You have to change jobs. you got to leave the house. Move. Yeah. Which I feel bad because my son just graduated in December. And we live in this COVID world yeah, yeah. where all the interviews are done online yeah, yeah, now. No, it's, it's, it's not, not the same not world that we grew up in where I literally remember getting the yellow pages out and going in our design, ad agencies and calling every calling yeah. them on a phone and mailing them resumes saying, would you like to hire yeah. me? Hundreds of them before you I got knew one so, or two. I knew so little. When I was working at this typography place, yeah. I had a conundrum. I had a problem. Because... They hired me because they wanted somebody with an artistic eye because in the old days, you would use this projector onto film and you would set the spacing between letters. Yeah. And it, you, you learn this in school, maybe. But yeah, if you kerning. have letters yeah. that have, right, the kerning, like if you have like a letter that's a, a curved and a straight, yeah, you, you had to so pack them width. close together. So yes. art directors liked the, to pack those things so there wasn't space between them. Right. That's where they wanted me. So I had an eye for it. Yeah. They were developing something at this typography place to do full-color comp stuff. Okay. And it was another photographic process. They wanted to send me to get schooling to oh, do nice. it. Yeah. And I said, I'm not like a long-term employee. I don't employee. want to do this the rest of my life. It was life. the toughest yeah. thing I had to do because I liked the people. But I wanted to be honest with them because yeah. I didn't want them to train me and then go, oh, I'm leaving. Yeah. And they appreciated me saying it, yeah. but it also set the fuse on me then having to go find work. Yeah. So what I did, not knowing anything about anything, my aunt had a, she was a beautician. Yeah. One of the ladies that was her customer, her husband worked for some big company. They knew about this Hoffman, Hoffman? I forget what it's called, Hoffman something, yeah. was the biggest agency, ad agency. So he said, oh, here's the guy who's the head guy. He's the art director. So I cold called this guy. Yeah. I showed up with comic samples and things that I thought might be more commercial art samples, yeah, yeah, but yeah, they're yeah, all yeah. comic. Yeah, yeah. I had this interview with the guy. The guy was super nice. Really? He said, and he's like a maybe a 40, 50-year-old guy. I'm, you know, in my teens at that point yeah, still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, look, I see a lot of what I, when I was a kid, I was a big Tarzan fan, yeah, big yeah, yeah. Phantom, all those comic strips. I see a lot of that in you. He said, we really don't have that here, but I'll right. keep you in mind. And then, like, within a week, I get a call. I said, hey, this ad agency, art agency, is looking to replace the guy. And this guy has had a stroke who's running the, the camera department. Yeah. And I had, from the previous job, I knew about photostats, all yep, that stuff. Yep, yep, yep. So I was able to segue from that job into this temporarily, yeah. and then they gave me part-time board time. Yeah, yeah. So, like, for a couple hours until the guy came back from his stroke, yeah. I worked the camera department. Then I eased into having a drawing table and a room, you know. And they basically gave me my schooling. Yeah. So I learned about painting. I was It was all forced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I have no sense of color theory. Yeah. You know, yeah. I had none of this because I, I only had high school art training. Yeah. You know, it was a technical yeah, you know, high school, I, but I, I didn't have that. Yeah. So it's basically whatever college art stuff I got on the job. Yeah. 
And, uh, and it was really important because at the time, what I needed was I'd been rejected by DC yeah. and Marvel in 1977. Yeah. And I was stubborn enough, like, well, I'll show them. I'll show them. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting into commercial art. So that yeah. was the whole thing. But it gave yeah. me much a much more rounded base. I could learn how to paint. I could learn how to do stuff beyond what I would have done if I'd just gone from high school to comics. Yeah. You know, so it was a big thing. And it was, I think people need to understand if you're a young Especially yeah, young especially artists, young people, yeah. is that experience is super important. Yeah, yeah. And if you can do stupid, crappy jobs that you hate, yeah. those are the jobs that make you appreciate when you're doing something that it yeah, might be really a like, struggle, yeah, but yeah. it's like, hey, this is better than cleaning the grease trap at McDonald's. Yeah, right. That's seriously that's no, the seriously. advantage of it. And, yeah. and and people don't. I don't think you know that when you're getting out of school. You don't have no, a sense of No, but I think you were going to be honest with yourself because I remember they wanted to send me to Rochester, New York to learn the new Kodak. To be cloned? To co- no, the Kodak. No, co- uh, color copiers were like uh, yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. in the late 80s. And Kodak was doing one and they were like, we want to send well, you... Well, Polaroid was in yeah, Rochester We too. want to send you to uh, training yeah, on yeah. this. I go, I don't want to do that. They're like, what? I go, look, I'm not going to be here for the long haul. That's the type of job that forces you to stay as That's opposed the, to yeah, being Yeah, you're the to, guy. You're the yeah. tech. Yeah. And they would give you more money for it, and then you become the blue collar. Yeah, no, I guy. had the same thing. I know, exactly. and I walked away from it. They said, You sure? We're going to send you up there. We'll put you in a hotel room right, right. for a couple of days, right. and you get to take a class and you get certified, and you will be the expert on the right. new uh, Polaroid or whatever right. color system. I go, F that. I, 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 I can't do it. And the yeah. thing I did was color key. Remember yeah, color yeah, key? Yeah, I remember color key. And that was the big, like the the big technology at the time was the ability instead of having to draw a comp out. Yeah. In other words, people would have to paint a comp. Yeah. Right. 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 Very right. realistically, we just do the they screens. could take the photo, they could like do the composite yep. and create a because there wasn't full color. I mean, you could have full color like photography, right? But you couldn't do it in a customizable way because no, it was no, always no, no, a negative no. and a yeah. No, it was a and again, you're better off if you're a kid. And even yeah, I was only twenty. Let's see, I graduated twenty-one, maybe. So yeah, I was like a kid. Yeah. See, I was eighteen when I started. Yeah. So by the time I was looking for a job, I was still nineteen. Right. And nineteen, eighteen, those are. That's not a time to set your career path. No. Or no, that's why anchor. my kids twenty-two. I go. You know what? If I was at twenty-two, I was still working at these. Yeah, these copy shops. I wasn't, you know, an addict. I moved from Wisconsin to Connecticut. Yeah. Right before I turned thirty, like right. the year before, right? Or within that, you know, ten months or something. And it is a different world, though. It's a different world. No, because I got married when I was twenty-six, and I had my first kid when I was thirty. People don't do that nowadays. I had my first house when I was. 30. I got married at. No, I had my house 21. when I was thirty. I mean, thirty-one. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, pur- I mean, I purposely was I, that was all in my brain. When I was in my twenties, yeah. I kept thinking I don't want to get too involved. Right. I would break off. Like if I was in a relationship, yeah. I would break up because it was like oh, it's getting too close. Yeah. I don't want to be stuck. Yeah. I want to have the freedom to move when I yeah. needed to move. Yeah. It was. It's weird to think that way, but. Do you ever have a regret? There was a job that was offered you to take. Comic wise. Any? Oh, which one? Besides the Avengers. Well, I kind of wish... Yeah, I mean, I Besides think about Batman. it. Besides Batman. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always felt like the jobs that I turned down... I wished I... I mean, it wasn't about the jobs I turned down. I, I wished that I had bailed on my DC contract two years before. Really? In other words, 
I clearly was overseeing my welcome, but I wasn't aware of it. What was offered to you that you said no to? I could have. I would have had more flexibility. Really? I stayed with it because my. You were the I had one kid in the this, company. Guy. One kid was in college. Yeah. The second kid was getting ready to get, go to college. I was really aware of that, and I needed the insurance. Yeah. And I was like, I, I, I definitely overstayed because DC at the time right. clearly was not interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I had left no, before but, so that, what, what would you? What did you pass up? Was there an offer to like Marvel? No, but I would have called Marvel, oh, or you? I could have gone to you know anybody uh-huh. you know I think my status was better at the time I mean I could have gone to Dark Horse easily I think yeah, 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 I yeah. think they would have been happy to have me no but you do know that like <laughs> you're just Ordway at our house Sharon goes you going out with Ordway for pizza yeah oh Ordway going to get comics today yeah so it's just that but when I tell people like Mike Perkins artist Mike Perkins literally <laughs> How does that make you feel? Because he almost died when I was walking around New York Comic Con, and I was like, "Yeah, I gotta go call Ordway now. Son of a bitch should be done drawing." Man. Oh my God, Jerry Ordway! What about him? I go, "What about him?" He goes, "You know him?" I go, "Yeah, I gotta go. I took the train in with him today." Oh my God, I'd love to meet him. And he's shaking. And then we went out to have like a, a drink at yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Joe Frazier's, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was like, "Oh my God!" He was on every word, and I'm just sitting there going, "Jerry, can we hurry up? I gotta pay for parking." But it's like. <laughs> Do you what, what? How do you feel when you meet these people that are just like, oh my god, no, Jerry true. Ordway? And I, I see it at the terrific con. Yeah, the yeah. line goes down the, the, the aisle, and everyone's there for you. And Sharon goes, "We got to can we close up?" I go, "Well, there's a line." Who the hell is there a line for? Ordway? What the hell? I go, "Tell me about it." She's like, "It's just Jerry from Easton," you know. I'm very gratified. Really? Yeah. No, it feels good, but no, I wish you know that, what I think it is. I wish you, that there were help. more editors who felt like no, that. No, you. <laughs> You help a lot of artists out. Because when I walk around with you at Artist Alley in New York, Doc Shaner jumps to his feet like, oh my God, Jerry. And they all like jump up. Well, there are a lot of people that I knew before they got yeah, into comics. Yeah, but you said you would too. help them out when they were kids or teenagers. Yeah. They would write to you and say, yeah. you know, well, what advice do you have? Specifically, but something. I know him when he was doing Right. But there was, was another one. Um, was I know uh, I've been around a long time. Chris Ideolopoulos? Yeah. Yeah, he was but another see, one. See, here's the thing. And that's why you're saying, like, we were talking about this last time with the movie review stuff. Yeah. I tend to be easy. Yeah, you said Pollyanna. I mean, yeah. I like I like what I like, but when I don't like something, I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. No, we're good. I'm good. Yeah, I think we're good. Okay. Right. I'm not going to make a big deal. Right. I feel that way with artists. It's like some people are super competitive. Yeah. Like, in other words, if I help this guy, he's right. going to take my job away 10 years from now. Do you really think that? There are people who think that way. Oh, really? Yeah, it's... I mean, everybody's oh, it's a job security mindset. thing. It's yeah. like, I'm not going to tell you all my secrets me, because always, you'll use them against I'll say, me. I'll for yeah. me, I feel like if I can offer somebody something, yeah. it's like I would have loved that at my age. When I was a kid, I would have loved to have been able to approach somebody and yeah. get feedback. And I did later on. I mean, Mike Grell was super nice Grell, yeah. when I was a, a teenager. And I, uh, Joe Sinnott Joe was a great. fan. Joe I wouldn't have done nice. it myself, but Joe did a nice critique. Jim Shooter did a nice critique for really? me. Joe Staten was super nice when I met him in, in, up in D.C. in the uh, 77. Just, again, it's like a thing. So you want to pay it forward, and I do believe no, in I, And I always said John Romita was a very nice man. And just, like, oh, he, he didn't know me. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I called him up. I was some guy on the phone yeah. that didn't know what to do. Yeah. And he literally took 45 minutes out of his day yeah. and walked me through a process and helped me get my jo- my first yeah. job. 
And, and, I, and when I met him, I was like, you don't know me. Yeah. You don't remember. It was probably just another day for you. Yeah. But if you didn't take that call, and Virginia set it up, yeah. his wife, I, I, don't, I don't know where I would have been. Because I was literally, if I couldn't pull that job off, the guy right. was going to fire me. Yeah. I was scared to death. I was a but kid. Again, though, I mean, most people, in comics, people too, most people in comics are nice. The ones you hear about, just like with the internet, the negative people yeah. on the internet... Yeah kind of drown out the voices of people who yeah. don't care enough to yeah. post positive. Is it wrong to be a real nice guy? No. No? I mean, you could think about people it. People think he'd be, oh, he's a sap, he's a sucker, he's always too nice to everybody. Like I was telling you, if someone's like, got a physical problem or a whatever, and they want you to do a drawing, you do oh, it. Oh, God, yeah. No, I would never. No, no, but I'm saying no, there's some yeah. people may be scamming. You have to take people at face yeah. value. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it just, it's not like I'm going to open up my bank account and no. pay somebody's rent. <laughs> no. But. No, no I, 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 I'm old enough to have a skeptical eye when it's But the least you can do, like, when you, yeah. like even on Twitter, right? Yeah. I always like artists. Posts. Yeah, I, cl- I click like on stuff, too. I because. Go, oh, that's strong. Yeah. yeah, it's like. That's, I'm not doing it just to pat him on the head. It's just like, hey, good job. But buddy. even if it's patting on the head. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not everybody gets a pat on the head. So if somebody does a drawing, there's these two guys that come to my show, the Frame Brothers, Brian and Brandon. They draw every day, every day. They post a new drawing. I like it every single day. First thing, and they only have like eight likes, twelve likes, twenty likes. I don't care because they're they're good guys. They work hard. They have a nice style, and I just every day. I don't know if it means anything to them, but when I get up. And I don't know if somebody follows me. Go, oh, well, Mitch liked it. I guess right, it's right. okay. I have no idea what that whole psychology is yeah, behind yeah. that nonsense. Like, oh, but I mean, like, oh, it's reinforcing a positive attitude. I go, I like. It's a nice drawing. I just like it. I know? scroll through my Twitter feed. Yeah. I like stuff people I don't know. Yeah. You missed a couple of mine last week. You son of a bitch. But that's okay. But again, I go, that's, you, didn't can like my on, you can blame that on Twitter. Because okay, all right. I really. I was just kidding. I'm saying no, it's I'm weird. Not. I don't even get like my daughter's tweets are not never show up in my feed because there I has been weird stuff lately. I follow a lot of people. What's going on? But, yeah. but anyways, I always feel like if I see something that is appealing, yeah. click a like. Because what is it? It doesn't cost me anything. Here's a good thing for you. If you're negative towards people and you like shit on their, just attack them, yeah. how does that come back to you? I mean, what is that? What is the purpose of that? Positive reinforcement. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I've always said. Yeah. Like, if you just blitzkrieg somebody and yeah. just rip them apart. But it's about What's the ramifications of that? They're going to, like, retaliate and come against you? Some I mean, people's personalities are that, like, they can't praise abrasive? something without tearing something you down. You said that last time, yeah. Or they can't... Um, here's a good example. Like, when... Back in the 90s... Yeah. I remember Mignola getting his movie deal. Yeah, the Hellboy. I'm like, hey, that's great. Some people are, like, resentful. Like, why? why does he get it and I don't get it? Well... I always think... Anybody who climbs out of the trenches yeah. and gets a you know a it movie, looks, big it, movie, it it's like everybody. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. And and it may not have like splash back on me. No, but it draws attention to that. It's area. not about yeah. that. It's like, hey, I'm happy for him. Right. Why can't you be happy for people when it doesn't? I don't know. Directly affect you. Well, it's a competitive world, especially that business. I've never been. I mean, honestly, this is why I didn't play sports. You want to be better? I'm you not, felt bad for the team that lost? I did. You can't. I, I'm, see, I was like 6'2", so yeah, yeah, I yeah, played yeah. basketball. Yeah. If I played basketball against a team yeah. that was really tough, yeah. I played my ass off. Right. If I played against somebody that I thought was Mediocre. like, I'd be like, I didn't play as hard because I felt bad for them. That's not the right attitude. That's why I'm not a sports guy. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Some people are like, they live for the competitiveness. Yeah. I don't. And no. as I've gotten older, I think I feel even more mellow about it because it's like, look, I've, I've had my day. Yeah. I've done my thing. I don't right. have to prove myself. Right. Well, you know Mainly, what? Mainly, I don't care. There's a difference between a sporting event and a business world. Yeah. Because I can tell you, there's some sons of bitches out there that would love no, for me to fail and yeah. be disastrous. So you sit there, and no matter how good you do, you're always looking over your shoulder yeah. because you got to make sure you're better than the next guy. Because yeah. the next guy, he's going to rip you apart. Right. He's going to go and, and poison the well and say, right. oh, his show was bad because they did this, this, and this, this. But again, you're talking about the differences in people. It's, oh, it's the people. Oh, yeah. absolutely. There's, there's, some, some, there's people I've, no. know, I've oh, met no, over the no, years no, in comics yeah. who can't stand that somebody would be doing better than they are. Oh, no, no, no. I've there, known there, them. There are some convention promoters that I get along well, and we all yeah. talk, we yeah. work, and we're, we're, we're all competing. But we'll yeah. say, hey, don't get this guy. This guy's good. Here's right. what I would do. But then there's some people that just want to set you up to fail. And they can't wait for you to stumble, yeah, yeah. and they're just yeah. gonna jump on you like a like a shark, blood right. in the water, and rip you to shreds. And I don't get that either. It's like, hey, buddy, if you want to play that game, we'll do that. But what's the point? Yeah. We have the same fan base, we have the same audience. Yeah. What's the what? There's enough bread. You know, the the baker down the street doesn't make one slice of bread and say nobody else can get it. Right. Everybody's making bread. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, why can't you just get along? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you've had very odd, and again, anybody who's had an experience with a nemesis, yeah. When I was, I took, I told this seems like a waste of energy. When I was working at the art studio, yeah, I had this period of time where DC was trying to recruit me, yeah. But I was working a full time job, and I was happy in the job, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had people like John Beatty, who was working in comics at the time. It just started with with uh, DC, and I had like Mike Macklin, people, friends of mine who were like. You should give it a shot. I'm like, well, I like my job. Yeah, I'm good yeah, yeah. here. So what happened was I was doing stuff for DC and Marvel, or mostly DC side stuff, yeah. small short things that I could work around on the weekends. And then at a certain point, I went to the comic store and I told the guy, I said, yeah, DC wants me to do this All-Star Squadron thing. Yeah. But I'm not really sure. So the comic store guy, being a comic store guy, was proud of the fact that I was a longtime customer. He yeah. tells some other customers, "Hey, when you know Jerry Ardway did my flyer, yeah. he's getting an offer from DC Comics." Yeah, who does he think he is? So, yeah. one of the someone who heard that then goes to my employer, no way, and puts in and goes, "Hey, uh, I heard that Jerry Ardway's, you know, going to work full time in comics." Can I apply for his job? No way. Are you serious? So then my bosses call totally me in. Yeah. They call me in and they're like, we understand this. And I was like, I guess I've committed now. Really? I hadn't committed That's at that point. That's how you got out of that? I had, no not, I had not made the decision. And I was like suddenly forced in a situation where they're going. So wow, I said, well. If that guy didn't sabotage your job. You might still be in I don't know. Wisconsin. I maybe, maybe, I've, maybe yeah. I would have done the same thing. But it was just like, again, there it's are like, some people that are, don't I, do that. No, I I knew this girl. I went to art school with her, and she became an art director at a small agency, a, a little thing. Yeah, I'm not going to say the name of it. But anyway, she and I were in art classes together, and Saturday Night Live was having open auditions. Lauren Michaels for people that want right. to do comedy sketches right. and I would do a local public access show in New Haven right. where I would write all my comedy sketches and I'd act them out so I put them all on a tape right. and she gets in my car one day I was giving her a ride to work she worked at the Koenig Art Store we both worked together right. 
And she's like, what's that? I said, oh, it's my uh, audition tape. She goes, for what? I said, for Saturday Night Live. She goes, what? And I go, yeah, they, they said that anybody can send it in and they'll right. look at it. She goes, who do you think you are? And I remember this to this day. I still talk to her, but I always, I'll never forget it. She was like, you're no better than any of us, and you're never getting out of here. You're going to stay here with all of us. It was like, right. what the hell? And I was yeah. like, just because you had some dreams right. that didn't go through, right. what makes you think you could tell somebody else that they can't have that same thing? And I was like, what a shitty thing to say to somebody. It, it was like, wow, but how, it's how bitter and miserable are you? Yeah. And you're a lot like, no offense to her, she ended up marrying a local guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. and she had a kid. But it's fuel, it's fuel for yeah. somebody who's trying to do something above and beyond yeah. whatever they yeah, think it's like, might be. Wait, it. you think you can go 80 miles to New York City? Right. It's like, you know, from New Haven to New York right, City, right. it's not that far a drive. Right. How dare you think you're better than us? Right. You, you have to stay here in the mill town and work yeah, in yeah, the yeah. factory or something. Right. You know, it's like a bad Bruce Springsteen song. And I was right. like, wow. And I see her now and then. And again, she had a nice life, nice career. I yeah. talked to her and she's always like, but you get to talk. And she'll say to me, but you got to meet so-and-so, and you right. got to meet... And I always remember that one conversation. I go, and you could have too, but right. you were so busy sitting yeah, down yeah, and yeah. go, I'm going to get married, I'm going to get a house, I'm yeah. not going to live two miles away from where I grew up. Yeah. And but again, that, who's to say that was a bad... Maybe she's happy. I, maybe a year or two after I left that art studio, I yeah. got a, you know, a call from the guy who ran the place, yeah. and he was like... Are you tired of working oh, for he's yourself? To get you back? Are you yeah. yeah? And I mean, again, I've never felt like like going backwards always is tough. Yeah, yeah. you feel like you're giving up ground. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, but I, I always felt like it was a weird thing, but it, at the same time, it was gratifying to know that they still, you know, valued me. Yeah. But I would have. I mean, I think of all the things that happened from that pivotal point, yeah. right? I did a Time Magazine cover. Oh, you did? You know what I mean? I did TV stuff. I did, yeah, Yeah. I mean, I created characters that were were on TVs and movies and stuff. It feels like a life that I would never have imagined as a kid growing up in a crappy neighborhood, you know? So, uh, And, and going back, it is funny when I see Mike, Zach, and John Beatty at my shows. And I'm running the event, right. and they're there. So I said, in a weird way, I didn't go draw comic books, but I'm still in there somehow. And they're there at my show. And I'm like, hey, guys, remember back in 84 when you wrote me a Good Luck in Art School? And, but see, like, and now we're all together somehow. It's if they a had small been, world. If they had been yeah. a-holes. Yeah. You know, I mean. Well, that baby. <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned Ron Garney with the bar job. Because yeah, I remember, I remember Zach, that showed me Ron's samples. He said, hey, Ron, this guy, Ron Garney, has these art samples. Yeah. Give him a look. I think they're pretty good. You want to, we, we'll go down to the bar and give him some tips. Yep. And then he'll buy us a drink or whatever. Yeah. So we went, specifically me, Zach, and Dennis Janky went to the bar. Yep. And we saw Ron and I, you know, basically all positive reinforcement. Yeah. This is great stuff. And I think that's kind of cool that yeah. Ron has... You know what I mean? But oh, again, I know, and, I, and it was the Temple Bar because I remember I was dressed as it a was Joker. a brand new, like, yeah, it was brand fancy nightclub. It was a nightclub right yeah. on the corner of Temple Street and uh, yeah. Orange Street. Yeah, but I mean, the cool thing is Chapel, uh, not Chapel. But I think people are wired differently. Like I could never look College at that and Street. go, College "Wow, Street. I resent yeah. this guy suddenly having great success." Right. I was always like, 
I feel like more I more power to you, buddy. I feel kind of like I share in his success yeah, 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 because yeah. I saw him when he well, was. Well, I saw Rob Liefeld post about you the other day. Did you yeah, see yeah. that when he was like, "Hey, Jerry was one of the people that helped me growing up," and I go. You told me that Liefeld was sleeping on your floor one time in West Haven. I hosted him in West Haven when, yeah. for uh, for like a, three or four days after yeah. he was with Carl and Barbara. He was like Kiesel. a kid. He was like 16, 17. Well, he was, I knew him. I met him at a Dallas Con. Yeah. Him, Hank Canals, uh, Charlene Sy, C. I don't know how it up. But there was like a group of, of Teen Titans fans. Yeah. I met them in, in, in uh, I think it was the Dallas show. Yeah. In like 86. 85, 86, yeah. and uh, and I corresponded. Basically, I was the professional correspondent with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did like a big double page pinup for Youngblood years before Image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so I knew them. I feel kind of like almost proprietary in a way, like almost, you know, I wasn't old enough to be a parent at that point. Right, 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 right. But it's definitely like I'm the older brother kind of. Yeah. So I always share in their in their uh, success. Uh, success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's how it should be. Yeah. I don't. Again, it. I mean, not everybody hits those pinnacles. No. You know, someone like Rob, for all the criticism that he's taken. Yeah. That's an amazing feat. What he did. No, successful. With him, you're always going to get people taking shots at you when you're a success. Right. That's but just the way it is. That's I mean, part of the game. This kid did a Spike Lee TV commercial. People forget that he oh, did I the butterfly with the button, jeans. The five button jeans. I remember yeah, yeah. That. yeah, yeah. Um, he was like. A big media star. He was like the MTV of comic book yeah, artists. Yeah. He was, the, he was it. Yeah, that's nothing but cool. I and know. I mean, and now he's got to cool, but people still take shots. Look, they're always going to take shots at you when you're successful. When you're not successful, and they take they shots at you. you, nobody cares. They right, forget about forgotten. you. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but and again, that's not like any of that is extraordinary. It's all stuff that no. To me, it feels like you, as a kid, what would you have liked? Right. Like when I was a kid very shy I would never in a million years have approached an artist yeah you know I got to meet uh, Mike Grell because Mike Grell lived in Wisconsin yeah and the guy who one of the guys there were multiple comic store guys but they were all a circle of people yeah these guys as comic guy used to buy artwork from Mike Grell yeah so Grell would come on a weekend we would all hang out at the comic store go out for pizza and that's how Grell would sell his warlord pages or whatever oh and, uh, and Mike was like a regular guy, you know, which was cool. So, you know, you take whatever it's like. It wasn't like I was on, able to go on online and go, I just had pizza with Mike. No, Burrell. no, no. People do, though. Yeah. I mean, it's a different world. But, Hold on. Uh, <laughs> All right. Now we're back. Yes. And we just left off. Jerry and I do take uh, bio breaks during the middle of the show. Yeah, biohazard breaks. Yeah, yeah. You might not know, but we do. No, I was so. going to say, I, I've been watching on yeah. Netflix. Yes. Frontier. Which, which what is that about? Which was a show with Jason Momoa did. Oh, okay. And it's set during like the fur trapping era of uh, America and Canada. You know, like the Hudson Bay Company. And he plays a rugged guy. Yeah, That's but it's a perfect role for him. It is. And I was yeah. watching this and going, I thought, well, it, it pops up as a recommended thing every oh, okay. so often. Okay. Well, you watch a lot of Gladiator movies, here. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I'm like, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And it's yeah. actually pretty good. Yeah. It's a, a, I think, a Canadian production or whatever. Probably. But it's it's good and it's perfectly suited to him and his, yeah. his kind of Frontier like tough guy how many episodes it's like a three season I'll tell thing Sharon to watch it because she'll oh, be like she'll ooh love it. Jason Momoa there's a whole torture scene where she he's got his shirt off so ooh. It's be a, yeah. 
That's why I was talking about the slow motion in uh, Justice League. I was like, I can do live we without. Need this? And yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, we do. Every two minutes, it's like, <laughs> let me just walk slowly to the water as it glistens all over my body. But it's but, a good show. It's actually, I was surprised. I know he's got another out. one on Apple TV where he right. plays another rugged outdoorsman. Right, that's like something where Vikings everybody's blind or something. Or something. No, it's know. like a science I've, fiction I've been premise. watching uh, For All Mankind on uh, Apple TV. Oh, I didn't TV. see the second season. I, I, I just binge-watched the whole second. I loved the first season. The sec- I I didn't, honestly, I didn't know there was a second season until somebody yeah. said, oh, yeah, the second season. I go, what, there is? It was a good show. And I just, it's on episode seven this weekend. Yeah, I know it got much better. Not that it was bad to begin with, yeah. but you know, it's more interesting. That's the guy from Suicide Squad, though. I always keep Joel Kel- Kellerman. Kinnaman. Kinnaman? Yeah, he's like, uh, what, Swedish or Norwegian? Or oh, something. I have no idea. I just always go, that's the guy that yeah. plays uh, Flag from Suicide Squad. He's the guy. No, it's a good show, so I recommend you watch... I've watched for the, first, all mankind. the first season was really good. And people if, who if think about it, it's not the right stuff necessarily. No, it's not. It's basically a what if, if yeah. like different historical things happened. Yeah. Like what if uh, Russia sent a woman into space, then the U.S. would have sent yeah, a woman. And, and, and they'll have it's like, all organic. Like John really, Lennon is still alive yeah. on this thing, so I don't know what the deal is with that. So I don't know. It is what it is. It's a good show. And then um, I'm trying to keep up with everything. I Like I said, I'll do a review of Godzilla King Kong tonight. Well, we like the Winter Soldier so far. Winter Scott Soldier, Falcon. yeah, 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 yeah. That's been really good. It's much different than, uh, what do you call it, WandaVision, which I expect it to be. I like WandaVision a lot. No, I think, but I thought... I think Winter Soldier is much more in, in line time. with the... Bat, the Captain America movies. Yeah, it's more like Winter Soldier. It's, it's an action. It's more like it's an action flick on TV. I would guess it's more like the Winter Soldier, which is number two. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's basically more action flick. And with- they brought in uh, Isaiah, the uh, the Black Captain America from the forties uh, or fifties. It was in that Truth miniseries. Was it the one that Kyle Baker did? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. it. Kyle Baker. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's pretty cool. And oh, you didn't US... see it? Did I just ruin it for you? No, I saw the episode. That's who the character was. I wasn't sure if that was from And the, the thing Kyle that Baker. killed me is I had Carl Lumley coming to Terrificon last year. Oh. And last year... But he was the one who didn't want to travel. He didn't want... But or I talked to him. Yeah, no, he's, he was very hesitant about doing comic conventions. But he was part he, of your Justice League. He was part of the... Mar- yeah, he's yeah. the Martian Manhunter. Yeah. And the thing of it is... Winter Soldier was supposed to premiere in August last year, so his episode would have coincided with Terrificon, so I would have had him at the show, but because of COVID, Terrificon got canceled last year, and then Winter Soldier got pushed ahead till now. Here's a question for you. Yes. Continuity fan. Yeah. Do you think these events, like implying that there was this black Captain America... Yeah. Or super soldier victim. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Test subject. Would this not have happened without the Thanos and all that storyline? Is this part of like a rewritten Marvel continuity post Avengers Endgame and whatever? No. I mean, you don't think the the fact that they brought people back didn't rewrite history in some way? Like, no. You don't think Marvel's got a got an out somehow? Like they've got a built-in okay this wasn't reflected in 
Captain America Winter Soldier because this was created because of when this Steve went post, back. Post Avengers, post Steve going back into time. No, I don't think so. Why you do? You think this is like a second? What does it shot matter? It? No, I'm but just it wondering. feels kind of like that's a good way of like someone's going to go. Rewriting, why, like why, why, didn't, it why didn't Captain America find out when he came back? that there were other Captain Americas or that there were other super soldier things because Nick Fury would have known based on the fact that the Hulk was tied into the super soldier formula. Yeah. You know what I mean? It feels kind of like... I don't know. I think that's... I think you're going way too into it. I don't think they plan... I know Kevin Feige does a lot of like, you know, spreads those stories out and like has a big roadmap. I'm just saying as a comic fan, if you were Steve Rogers and you came back unfrozen... You would have found out. Samuel Jackson tell you or would you find out on your own, find out on your own. that Bruce Banner also used a secret so- a version of the secret soldier formula yeah you know what I mean no would they that told then, him that they're I'm saying they said they? he was trying yeah so with that bond Coulson told him he goes oh he was trying to replicate the secret soldier thing that, just like you but wouldn't that give you a bond with Bruce Banner yeah there never seemed to be a bond between those characters. I never understood why he hooked up with the Black Widow, but, you know, that was Joss Whedon doing, not yeah. me. I'm just saying, like, it feels like there's a whole By bunch the way, of history. did that you know is, Joss Whedon's not listed as the director of that Justice League movie? We all go, oh, that's the Whedon no, he version. Was, right, he was listed as a script, script like one of the script Yeah, guys, but yeah. I just listened to a, a little backstory about the Zack Snyder thing. That version we saw in 2017 no, it's listed was listed as Zack Snyder. Snyder. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. doesn't say Joss Whedon. Well, and when you watch the extended one, you realize that like 95% of right. it is his footage. Yeah. 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 Which, anyway, again, there's another reason for you to be Oh, by the annoyed. way, they, he said, I don't know how much anything is anymore. There's not going to be any sequels. Yeah. But he did outline what was supposed to happen in Justice League yeah, 2 yeah, and Justice League 3. So, yeah. there you go. But... We tried. Did you? I heard this, and again, what can I, you, you, you? It's internet, so yeah. well, how do you believe it? But what I saw yesterday was that AT and T executives are inching towards wanting that Ben Affleck Batman movie. Oh, really? Well, the Deathstroke. I mean, think about it. One of the things that occurs to me: this is maybe nothing well, to do you, with you anything. You got that other kid, though. I know. From but uh, have they talked about Twilight? Him? Robert Pattinson. Haven't heard crap about that. It's movie. done. It's finished. I'm it's coming saying. out in May. Not this May. No, next May. Yeah, it's post production. It, if it wasn't for COVID, we would be no, watching no, but it. But I'm saying, now. Like, it feels weird that they're not. Actually, I got to tell you what: if it wasn't it for COVID, beyond? would we have seen the Zack Snyder cut? I don't think we would have. I think it would have been like a, bo- a bonus disc or whatever. HBO Max was still still need. Supposedly content. they were in the works in 2019. Yeah, and I well, they gave think, them the right. They gave them the, the go ahead. But and they you know how them. they had those chapter breaks? Yeah. More I think about it, no, that it was, was that was meant to be. to be a six issue. It was supposed to a be six a six episode series. Yeah. No, yeah. it was it was yeah. most the way it it's filmed, the way it's built up. Like yeah. if you watch in chapters. Yeah. It's even broken that way. That's the only way, the only reason it's four hours is because it was supposed to be a series. So we binge-watched it, basically. It was like decision late in the game that they said, oh, we're going to do it as a one, just a all-in. What happened to that New Gods movie? Yeah, we haven't heard anything about it. That was supposed to be Tom King was working on that. i got to ask him that. So anyway. I mean, Hollywood moves fast, 
and a lot of it has to do with the executives oh, yeah. in, out, whatever. The flavor of the month. New guy, hey, that's my favorite thing. Yeah, Old I guy, know, I know. I let's you. blame him for it. I, I mean, DC's like that now too, right? Yes, they are. DC has new management or new yes, editor-in-chief, and they came out of that changeover with 30 titles maybe or less. Less. But they had 50 titles, right? They had. Well, the new 52. Then it went down but to I'm 30, saying, like they, 38. They drastically cut their output, and I'm still not sure if they're going to build up more titles as they go along. But I don't think they are. I as think a freelancer, yeah. I feel for all the 20 books. That's changed. 20 teams, right? Yeah. 20 writers, 20 artists, inkers, colorists who don't have that work. Well, good thing there's books like Ahoy. And, um, but they don't pay the rates. No, but they Marvel's have... Marvel's your only option. Image. Really. I was thinking about that with um, regard to Brad Walker, who was doing Detective, yeah. and everybody was loving Detective, and then he suddenly gets a... Oh, you're not doing it anymore. Oh, I didn't know that. Walker's out? He's not doing it. Oh, they got I, new I, teams. I I'm I just saying it's weird. Here's a shocker. I stopped reading all the DCs the last two months yeah. after that whole Futures... Future, right, right. World or whatever. I was like, why bother? The well, only, I, mean, I picked up Superman last week. You know why? It had a nice cover. It had like a it looked the like one George, that had Bibbo in it. Yeah, it, but it had like a George Reeves cover. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a nice cover. I literally picked it up because of that. I read the first two Supermans. Yeah, they're good. I thought they're interesting. I gave up on Batman. I didn't even get the new Batman Catwoman issue really? four came out. I, uh, I, I was I was reading it and I said, hey, you know what? Yeah, I'm done. I've still been reading that. You see, they're going up to six bucks, five ninety nine. I go, you ain't helping yourself. I don't know what that's about. So we'll see. So what are they charging on Comicsology? Two dollars, three dollars, like that. Maybe, so maybe it shifts away. more. Maybe that's the incentive. What do you think about Marvel going on their own distribution? Yeah, I was dying? thinking about that a lot because I mean, everybody always gets up in arms like, oh, it's going to collapse the comic industry. No, it's not. Well, the thing is. And again, no Comics offense to anybody really who well. works, but yeah. anybody who works for Diamond, no offense. I really yeah. mean this. Yeah. But retailers, nobody's liked Diamond for years because Diamond has True. been the only comic distributor, and they have an incentive not to grow the industry because if they grow the industry, they got to hire people, they got to open warehouses, they got to do all the stuff that costs them money. Yeah. So they're in, it's in their interest to keep the comic industry in the same basic shape and size. Yeah. When you open it up... Now everybody can have it. So, I mean, it's going to be tough for all the publishers with Marvel and DC. We're what? Like 70% of the market. Can Diamond survive on that? I don't know. Maybe they cut back more, but they got Dark Horse, they got Image, they got... And maybe it's good for Image and Dark Horse and whoever's left. But... uh, but it's part of the same thing that put them in the position of being the only distributor it's back g- it's when Capital be went out. It's going to be interesting. That's all I know. I mean, Diamond capital, capitalized. Diamond benefit from Capital and Heroes World and those companies being out of the picture. Yeah. So They were a monopoly because there was no other place. And they've been a monopoly since, what, 98? 90, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so, 98. Yeah, 98. Yeah. And then Marvel rejoined them around... 2000 or something 
Yep. So what are you going to watch this weekend, Jer? What's on the agenda? Well, we got to watch Godzilla. I, I already watched Godzilla it. King Kong. Um, I was surprised you saw that the Mortal Kombat movie is also HBO Max. That's in April. Yeah. yeah. I don't follow that video game. I, it looks interesting. It looks fun. Well, the action is. Um, Another yeah. one that looks fun, which I, don't, I guess comes out next week, is the new Kung Fu reboot. I've been oh, seeing the TV previews. show on WB yeah, or yeah, yeah. CW, whatever it's called now. Been seeing previews while I'm watching. Yeah, the Flash. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't watch Flash last night. Superman's off till May now. Yeah, yeah. Walking Dead's wrapping up this weekend till. Are next you week. happy that Maggie's back? Or is she back? Oh, but she was on one episode. I was like, oh, oh look, I Maggie she was back. No, she was back, but they only did like six episodes. They do like two characters per episode, oh. and they were like little B stories. I'm oh. like. What is this? Do the zombies wear masks? They do. No, there's a definite change in the makeup yeah, yeah. on the zombies, oh, and it funny. looks like rubber masks. Mask. Oh, and funny. I've been wondering that, too, and now you brought that out. Something happened this season, and I'm thinking, why did the makeup change? Because you know how they always have the They're jaw? Funny. Oh, that's They're hilarious. always, like, yeah, yeah, very rubbery, that. and that's yeah. exactly, you just hit the nail. You don't even know that. I've no, been watching no. going, Something's not right with the zombies. That would make sense. But it does because of COVID. They probably figure, hey, fuck, put these yeah, guys yeah, in yeah. a mask. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. It is definitely a makeup shift this year. Have you watched Invincible? What's that? The Kirkman, uh, the comic. Oh, the cartoon. Yeah. I tried, I watched the first 10 minutes of the first show and I didn't, uh, I I meant to watch it and yeah. then I wound up watching, I was like, oh, wait, I went on Netflix instead yeah. of Amazon, yeah. so yeah. I just watched yeah. the. Yeah. Jason Momoa. No, I thing. will watch it because is it all dropped at once or is I, it I didn't watch it, but I think there was it's, three episodes on last yeah. Friday. I don't think it's more than is it six? Six. I yeah. read the comic. I read yeah. the first six, seven issues. Was the comic violent? It was they very saying, violent, super okay. violent. And they I was keep like, saying yeah, that the, the cartoon right. has got a lot of blood. No, but uh, it's at the end of the day, it's a cartoon. So I'm like, remember the Spawn cartoon? It got really violent too. And it, was it was HBO. Like, yeah. 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 And I was like, what happened to that? They were supposed to make more. They never did. Somebody, they did it a couple seasons. It was in 99. It was a long time. Yeah, it was yeah. 20 years ago. They probably... It was I'm actually very good for is its that time. Is HBO Max? It was, is it now? I don't know. I'm wondering. It was uh, Sony. Maybe. I think was, Sony owned the property. Or The movie the came movie out, then the cartoon came out, and then Todd was going to do another movie last year or two. Yeah, he was trying to do it when he would direct it himself, yeah. and Jamie uh, Foxx was supposed to do it. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I don't know. I, don't know. I do think... Um, you should definitely tell Sharon about that Frontier show. Oh, she'll watch it. I'll tell her tonight, actually. I mean, the funny thing is, I was when I was watching Justice League the second time, Yeah. Rachel and I watched it over, like, three nights. Yeah, yeah. And it was actually kind of good to space it out. I think it was. But when I was watching it this time, the very beginning has Superman dying from with Doomsday. Yeah. And it's... I totally lost the significance when we watched it in a marathon at the yeah. movie theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that his... Death Scream went all the way to Apocalypse. It went all the way to Atlantis. It went to Themyscira. I didn't think it went to Apocalypse. That was another planet. It clearly woke the mother boxes. It was was the shot heard around the world, right? And it woke the mother boxes. And I didn't quite get that. I did. I didn't get it when I was watching. I was thinking, like, wow, this is really cool. You go, oh, why do they suddenly kick in after a thousand? Well, they mention it later. It's like it's because the Kryptonian's yeah. gone yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was kind of a cool moment. And uh, um, the other thing, watching Justice League was going, wow, Jason Momoa was really good in here. 
Yeah. I didn't feel it in the movie, in his Aquaman movie. Oh, no. It was cartoon. It didn't have the same feel. Yeah. But Gravitas. He was quite good, and I kept, I was thinking, I was sitting there going, where did he start out? He how started off on Baywatch. Him? But, I mean, how did they find him? And then I went, while I was watching this Frontier yeah. Sh- yeah. show, yeah. I was going, wait, that was uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, he was, he was on Game of Thrones. He was on the Conan. first two seasons of Game yeah, of Thrones, was, uh, and then yeah. he did the Conan movie. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you could see that quality. He definitely has that star quality. Yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he was memorable in that. I think of him as the big guy Percy from uh, Dirty Dozen. He's got that, you know that big guy that played oh, yeah, yeah. Comanche or Cherokee? Or, um, you know, he just passed away about a year ago. Yeah, no, I know. He was Cheyenne. Cheyenne, that's yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, Clint yeah, yeah. Walker. Clint Walker, yeah. yeah. I think of him as like a Clint yeah. Walker, like a big guy, yeah. acting, good actor, you know, pull it off. But you need to have a certain role. He's not yeah. going to play Shakespeare. Yeah. He's not going to do, uh, you know, Macbeth. But, but it is interesting that he, he could really would have been, no, been the perfect Lobo. He would have been the perfect Lobo. No, you know what he would have been perfect? Craven the Hunter. If they reshot yeah, yeah, a Marvel yeah, yeah. movie. Except that he would... He was so tower over Spider-Man. Well, I always thought Craven was... Spider-Man's a kid. They, they In my them. mind, Spider-Man's always a kid. He's they a cast teenager. these movies based on somebody's yeah, They I, work up from oh, the Oh, they're not going to have Tom Holland next to right. Momoa because it's like... He's when like I stood twice next as to big as... Yeah, right. I remember we had a picture of him. I'm over there. He's like 6'8", yeah. I'm 5'10". You can tell the difference. I, I mean, thought, But I think he would be a good Craven. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think Lobo has that sensibility. He'd be a great... Lobo, yeah. if they do, if they, they put this all aside... No, would have been a great... Uh, I mean, they're clearly no, doing no, it a second been a good one. Um, uh, oh, Christ almighty, I can't think of his name. Joe Manganiello. I was Manganiello would be too. a good Lobo. Yeah. He would be a good one. He's got a sense of humor about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. He was Wasn't Flash he? Thompson in the Spider-Man movies. Have you uh, noticed that there's no... Um, it's still amazing to me that a movie like Aquaman that made a billion bucks... Was Aquaman 2's coming out. But I'm saying you don't hear anything about it. No, I've heard it's in production. Black Adam's coming out there. You see the cast list for I did, Black Adam? and they're casting for and Shazam. Shazam 2, yes. But I'm not hearing about casting for Aquaman. Well, I don't know what they're doing it with makes Amber Heard. No, it makes me wonder. No, they're not going to walk away from a billion-dollar box office. What I'm saying is that because that's part of that original cast, are they kind of going, no. oh, you know. He's Aquaman. I mean, that's his role. People aren't they're going to recast that. That's for sure. Because I would throw him into... Flashpoint as Lobo. Maybe it'll be a Flash. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would do that. I don't know. I don't know what Lobo's going. to I don't think that's ever going to be a movie. I do. I do. They think, had Lobo on Krypton. Yeah, I saw it already. Yeah. I do think it would be cool to see Affleck do his Batman movie. Yeah, I, I think he was a good Batman. I really liked him as Batman. Do you know that was supposed to be Christian Bale? People forget that. Christian no, well, they, Bale was supposed to be. Down. Yeah, they, but yeah, I they, always think of when I watch Justice yeah. League. That might that was supposed to be Christian Bale's Batman. But Bale was good as Bruce Wayne. I never liked his Batman. No. I well, thought, did you notice they modulated uh, Adam uh, Adam West, uh, Ben Affleck in the last movie? Well, I don't were, remember him talking like. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what you're Did he yeah, do he it in the first one? Yeah. Okay. It was mostly noticeable when he and Jason Momoa were talking, and, oh. and they were both doing this kind of voice. Oh, I was just hey, like, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of funny. I was though. like, what the hell, man? But I think he was really good in both roles. Now, in the Justice League movie that just came out, is Wonder Woman revealed to the world in that story, or is she still in the shadows? Yeah, you would think she's revealed. I would think. At that yeah. point, she just saved all these kids from a, a terrorist attack yeah. in London. Yeah. They all knew who she was, right? yeah. yeah. 
No, she's Did not that hiding. happen after Wonder Woman 84? Are we right? No, 84 that? is 84. I understand, but was she in the in the public eye since 84? No, it seemed like 84 she was going Still, back into hiding. Because oh, she in went the back beginning of Batman and Superman, she hadn't been seen. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So after Batman and Superman. So that six-month period, or we don't know how long that was. Right. And there, that is noticeable in the uh, in the rewatch that I told Clark you the says. Well, thing? Clark even says congratulations. No, when Bruce in, told Clark. I mean, Bruce yeah. says to Clark. You during, assume it's about. Yeah, but no. when they're when they're when these they're moving back the house. Yeah, I house, assume it's because he's goes, pregnant. Yeah, it just no one says congratulations. Like, hey, congratulations on being alive again. Well, it's there's more, another stupid story. How does the world explain why Clark Kent's back? Right. Daily Planet. Oh, I'm back. Well, we buried you. Right. Who was in the coffin? Right. Oh, I'm back. Well, wait a minute. Superman's back. Hey, wait a second. Right. I mean, that's kind of really bad. But that's... No. That's something they would address. Every, Who would The fact address? that everybody else was in the movie, when he, when he comes back, there's cops and military uh-huh. guys, uh-huh. and they're all calling him Clark. It's like... I know, right out in the public. She's like, Clark. I'm like, hey, they could hear you, you know? Even Superman, the well, Man of Steel, when she drove up to his house no, no, and know. said, oh, Lois Lane, you're Clark Kent. Yeah, yeah. Wow, really? That's, I was but like, see, that's how well, she found out. you realize that Batman has the, the forgetful spray. Oh, yeah, yeah, bat forget spray. Bat right. forget. Yeah. Bat amnesia bat spray. Bat amnesia spray. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, that's it. Say goodnight, Jerry. Goodnight. has been a production of Big Fedora Marketing, LLC. The folks that bring you the terrific Comic-Con, GamerCon, and so much more. Thanks for listening.